Good morning, and welcome to A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 WDWS. For over 60 years, East Central Illinois' daily gathering spot for conversation, dialogue, and ideas. You can join in on the phone, online, or via a text. Our phone number is 217-356-9397. Email talk at WDWS.com or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Now, here's Brian Barnhart. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to A Penny for Your Thoughts, News Talk 1400 DWS. On this Wednesday, the 22nd day of August. Man, are we moving through this month or what? 9.05 and 61 degrees. What a delightful morning out there. Not quite the uh, crispness in the air of fall, but we're getting there. And I know it's going to be a little warmer this weekend, but enjoy these very nice and uh, comfortable temperatures. What's the average high today? 84. Today's high 77, and tonight we're going to get down to 55, so that's going to feel pretty good. Glad to be with you today on a busy Wednesday. 356-9397 is the phone number. You can text us, as always, 3515357. And you can email us, talk at WDWS.com. Of course, we have a lot of open line time today. Uh, As we told you a little earlier when I was on with uh, Dave Gentry a little bit ago, we'll have open line time to start here in the first hour. Second hour, we'll start with a representative from Gibson Area Hospital. They've expanded recently some of the services they offer, just to give you a quick update on them. And then we will get back to open line time to close out the uh, show today. Keeping an eye on several things. And uh, it was just another quiet day in Washington, D.C., right? <laughs> Nothing happening out there. That's part of the uh, the headlines, of course, we'll touch on here at the beginning. Now, I'm going to throw certain things on the table. If you'd like to discuss those, you can. Uh, if you'd like to discuss something else, you can do that. There's no uh, There's no law here that says we have to discuss one thing or the other. It's really kind of up to you. If something's on your mind, you want to text it in. We'll get that on. If it uh, is through an email, we can do that. If you want to verbalize it, we can certainly do that. Here are some of the headlines of today. Uh, Donald Trump's reckoning has arrived. That's a headline. A collusion probe that has nothing to do with collusion. You've got no, not a witch hunt. Manafort split verdict says nothing on Trump Russia 16. These are all headlines of national papers today and national networks. Cohen has put a target on Trump's back. And, of course, a lot of this has to do with the uh, verdict yesterday in in Alexandria, Virginia, and also the uh, plea deal by the president's former attorney, Michael Cohen. There are some headlines here, uh, some commentary. Mainstream media versus Main Street USA. The effort to overturn the 2016 presidential election and all the president's crooks. Those are all just different headlines from both sides of the political aisle, from uh, different networks and different newspapers, all weighing in on what happened yesterday. And I've got a little uh, sample of each of those, so it'll give you an idea of what's being said out there. Um, Certainly we can talk about that if you'd like. Also, Hawaii bracing for Hurricane Lane. What an interesting name for a hurricane, huh? Hurricane Lane. And uh, that could be a big one. I guess Maui, where the basketball team is headed uh, later this year, is could get a lot of rain from what we heard from CBS. There's also some other stories today. Uh, there's a California, maybe soon-to-be law, sitting on Governor Jerry Brown's desk that would have a say in what kids order at restaurants when it comes to their drinks. 
We're talking whether it's fruit punch or milk or water or something else or soda. There's a law that is waiting to be signed that could impact that. We'll talk about that a little bit. Is that a good idea? I'll be headed for the Lou Henson Rebounders golf outing today out at Stone Creek. I think the uh, first uh, tee off is at noon from what I understand. So we'll be over there for that later today and see Brad Underwood and his staff and get ready for the basketball uh, schedule, which came out yesterday. You may have seen that. I think Scott Ritchie did a whole list of each game by game and different aspects of it uh, in the News Gazette today. So you can check that out both in the paper as well. Governor Rauner was at Papa Dell's yesterday. What was he doing at Papa Dell's? Well, he was signing a couple of bills. We'll tell you what those were about during the course of the show as well today if we get time. And there's also, I came across an interesting article that if we have time, I'll touch on today. Ten places or ten nations or ten different locations that we should consider as the USA becoming another state. We've got 50 states. Of course, Alaska and Hawaii were the last two back in the late 50s. And uh, this uh, gentleman put together a list of areas that he says that we should add as states anyway because we've got either a lot of history there or a presence. A couple of them are a little silly, but i got to chuckle out of it, and I'll share that with you if we get a chance along the way today. But your phone calls, emails, and texts, all welcome today. Open line time to start, and then we'll talk Gibson Area Hospital, and then back to open line. Some open line time tomorrow. And we've got some great things lined up for you next week as well, including at the end of the next week, the Friday before the first football game. We'll have Illini Fridays. Those will resume. Maybe a little wrinkle here or two on some of that during the course of the fall. And also our Flashback Friday a week from Friday. But uh, today is Wednesday of this week, and we'll get it started after this opening timeout on Penny. Hello, I'm Dan Holder from Holder Wealth Management. The financial planning process encompasses not only management of investments, but also retirement planning, estate and gift planning, and income tax planning. You've probably heard or seen promotions from individuals advertising as financial planners, but many of these individuals are only focused on money management or selling insurance products. We at Holder Wealth Management are not only investment advisors, we are also licensed attorneys and CPAs with over 42 years of combined experience in the financial planning process. Whatever your objective is, be it retirement, estate and gift planning, business succession planning, income tax planning, or even planning for higher education costs of a child or grandchild, we can assist you in structuring a comprehensive financial plan that will meet your goals. Please contact us at 217-398-4015 for a free consultation. Every year, you have to do better battling the weather, government regulations, and of course, resistant weeds. You have to rely on your experience and all of the latest technologies to give you that edge in order to grow. This is Joe Mershman from Mershman Seeds. I'm excited to tell you about a brand new soybean trait technology for controlling resistant weeds. Mershman Seeds LibriLink GT27, the first commercially available soybean trait package that offers built-in tolerance to both glyphosate and glufosinate. It's non-volatile, no borders, and no buffers are required, making it very simple for you to use. This is going to be the new standard for soybean production. Contact your local Mershman seed dealer today and see how Mershman Liberty Link GT27 soybeans can help you manage resistant weeds and grow your yields in 2019. Grow. grow with Mershman Seeds, your friend in the field. 
Hey, Bob, I just saw a small Hutchcraft moving truck in your neighborhood. I didn't know they moved locally as well as long distance. Oh, yeah, Hutchcraft's great. A lot of us neighbors have been using them. We just had new carpets laid in the bedrooms, and they tore down all the beds and are storing them until the work's all done. And then I know Pam next door, she had them move and store some of her furniture as she's decluttering a house before she puts it on the market. Hutchcraft Van Service is our neighborhood mover. Their small trucks are everywhere. Hutchcraft Van Service, your local professional mover. Hutchcraft Van Service, your best move. Handpicked, impeccably maintained, inspected to the finest details. That's every approved, certified, pre-owned Land Rover at Land Rover Peoria. Every Land Rover must be from the past five model years to qualify with under 60,000 miles, with 165-point inspection and up to 100,000-mile warranty covered. Plus, if you buy from us, enjoy complimentary pickup and delivery when you need service. Visit Land Rover Peoria today. LandRoverPeoria.net. Coverage begins on the vehicle's original date of retail sale or in use state. See your local Land Rover retailer for details. On today's news hour, Allerton Park's Derek Peterson will join us and the latest local news, sports, and weather from ABC Heating and Air. The news hour this afternoon at 4 on DWS. Any for your thoughts, News Talk 1400, DWS. Ryan Barnard, glad to be with you here on a Wednesday as we work our way through this week. Want to mention here, uh, of course, coming up in the 10 o'clock hour, Gibson Area Hospital will join us. We'll tell you about that. Also, the uh, Mennonite Relief Sale is occurring. You can visit the annual Mennonite Relief Sale in Arthur this Friday, starting at 4.30, Saturday at 8 a.m. You'll find something for everyone in the family, locally handcrafted Amish furniture, smaller wooden items, a large selection of quilts and long hangings, uh, choice books, a fabulous bake sale, numerous items. From 10,000 villages in Champaign and so much more. Lots of fun activities for the kids. A new petting zoo, train rides, and a children's auction at 10 a.m. on Saturday. Kids do the bidding for toys, books, and other mom and dad will be there to supervise, of course. Other auctions scheduled at 6 p.m. on Friday throughout the day on Saturday. Of course, the great food at the uh, annual Mennonite Relief Sale down in Arthur. Pancakes and sausage, bacon cheeseburgers, butterfly pork chops, grilled chicken dinner, pulled pork, you name it. They've got it. Ice cream, soft pretzels, fried pies, donuts, and more. This Friday starting at 4.30, Saturday at 8 a.m., the 57th annual Mennonite Relief Sale at the Auto Center, one-half mile south of Arthur, and proceeds go to help those in need in the community and around the world. So we hope you'll check that out, the 57th annual Arthur Mennonite Relief Sale at the Auto Center coming up this weekend. All right, 9.15 here at DWS, and Tiny starts us off. Hey, Tiny, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I, uh, you read off the negative headlines. Here's a positive one. All right, give me Tiny a good one. Is still, Tiny is still in Trump's corner, and I will be. He has did anything that I dislike. He did everything I like. He's not like Kennedy to kill thousands of kids. He's not like the Bushes that killed thousands of kids. That's that's vital. That's very vital. Uh, I don't care all of this negative, un-American. CBS, NBC, ABC, CNN talk. He's had to fight every Democrat in the world. And wait a minute, I'll take that back. Every Democrat politician. Mm-hmm. There's still a great amount of wonderful, wonderful Democrats in this country. 
But he has to fight everybody that's... See, they don't want to lose their jobs. I'm still in Trump's corner. I'm going to stay in Trump's corner. I, I can't even believe... You know, this, this, this guy that's holding this false fake trial out there that Hillary Clinton created, and they know it, and yet the news media won't give Trump one nickel's worth of credit. I, I it, It's just unbelievable how un-American. That's the way I feel about it, un-American. I don't think it's fake news. I think they're deliberately doing what they're doing because they've got an agenda, and I don't know what it is. I can't, I absolutely can't figure out their agenda. It's, uh, it's hurting this country terribly. Well, here's a uh, here's a commentary headline said mainstream media versus Main Street. And this is kind of where you are, I think, um, Tiny, that says the treatment of recent news reveals an important chasm in 2018 America. The concerns of mainstream media versus those of Main Street USA. In many ways, the divide represents a sort of tale of two cities. The first city of Washington, New York media elites explodes over every headline, including endless rumors regarding Russia and the White House staff. In contrast, the second city of non-politically obsessed everyday Americans focuses on bread-and-butter issues that actually matter to their everyday lives. And uh, it said during the second week of August, according to uh, Media Matters, MSNBC spent almost 16 hours of total airtime discussing disgruntled and discredited former White House aide Omarosa Newman. By comparison, the channel spent a total of 45 minutes discussing immigration issues and 39 minutes on the Supreme Court confirmation process of Judge uh, Brett Kavanaugh. And the other thing of note here, Tiny, that they said, which I think you'll probably agree with, um, it says here, the media routine calls, uh, routinely calls Trump a bully, even as it forms a mob encircling him. He says, I just got back from uh, a state out in the Midwest. He said, not a single mechanic, trucker, or waitress I met in Pennsylvania ever showed the slightest bit of interest in Mueller's probe. Most of them probably don't even know who Mueller is and that the media is staking its demolition of Trump on this gray, little-known ruling class darling as a measure of its alienation from the American people. So they simply don't care about Trump's pre-presidential sins, political screw-ups, and minor law-bending if even that occurred. So that was an editorial that was written, so that's probably where you are, I think. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Okay. It's a... Uh, uh, well, I've taken enough time. I had more. That's fine. I'm okay. not going to be. Uh, I'm not going to go any farther. Thank, Thank you very Thank much. Thank you, Tiny. Yep, appreciate it. Three five six nine three nine seven. And that was. Uh, it's called mainstream media versus Main Street. It was in Real Clear Politics today. There's also a headline that says, "Let him keep indicting and convicting ham sandwiches." Most Americans don't care. Jonathan Turley had an interesting piece where he was talking about. And of course, he's on television a lot. A lawyer. It's all over TV. Uh, he said this is dangerous for the president, just in the sense with all the um, finance campaign laws that Michael Cohen pleaded guilty to and the plea deal involving the payoffs and so forth. He says there is some legal trouble, he says, but it looks more and more, according to Jonathan Turley, that uh, Robert Mueller went hunting or went fishing for uh, you know a big catch with the collusion and wound up came back with a deer's head you know, where he's pursuing other angles or other avenues that were not connected to the collusion case. So that was Jonathan Turley's writing. But then Richard Wolff in The Guardian very much uh, says that 
says, Donald Trump is nothing if not careless. His type inevitably gets like that as their escapades grow ever more preposterous. Sooner or later, their delusional sense of power and smarts in the, in the concrete solitude now being contemplated by Michael Cohen and Paul Manafort. This guy, uh, this gentleman here, uh, Richard Wolf, says the laws do not apply unto uh, these guys and then until suddenly they do. And then he call, talks about Crooked Donald and campaign finance crimes of this kind are not trivial matters. So anyway, that's uh, Richard Wolf, who is a liberal writer in The Guardian. So there you go. you got kind of both sides of the aisle on that. All right. Uh, Don is up next. Good morning, Don. Hey, how you doing, man? It's a great day out here. This is awesome. Mm. Very uh, much so. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, very nice. Uh, as of yesterday, I mean, John called up and said, we got to get this idiot out of office. The guy, the guy hosting the show didn't say, hey, come on now, it's the president. Let's not call people idiots. You know, Jim always said that. There's no coof today. But now, I, I am curious how 350 editors can write uh, something like that all together, collude against the president three months before an election. You think it's meant to sway the election? Well, I don't know. I think the papers were just expressing their opinion. They're in the media coverage business. I think the the big the big concern was that they. I think a lot, and I thought uh, our editorial writers thought the same thing. That there is too much of the lumping of what goes on day to day in a in a town like ours, with the media that you know the CNN and the Fox and the MSNBC and everybody else that at that level. So. But you don't think it's meant to play the election at all. Nothing at all. Trying to sway the election? Yeah. Is anybody thinking about the election right now, other than those of us who follow it close? Is, are most people concerned about it here on August 22nd? The primaries? The, the, the election that's coming up in November? Yeah. Of course they do. Well, I mean, you, 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 you and I are because we're, you know, we follow this stuff. But I don't know if everybody out there is paying that close attention right now. I think all the Trump supporters, I think you're underestimating the Trump supporters. They know exactly hmm. what's happened. You know, they got oh, their caller said he didn't know what their agenda is. Their agenda is to get rid of the president. That's what it's been since the beginning. Okay, so enough of Trump. What I want is some news. Any update on the uh, uh, child school shooting training camp in New Mexico ran by Muslims? Any update on that? Did they really get out on bail? No, I don't. I I I have not. No, I did. My prep today, I did not look at that. So, all right. Can we get a little news every now and then? It'd be nice. All right. Thank you, Don. Appreciate it. Three five six nine three nine seven. Okay. Uh, which president famously said, "I am not a crook"? A. Trump or B. Nixon? Uh, that's a text in. Also uh, heard the prosecutor from the Cone case admonishing Cone because he was a lawyer and should know better. There's a couple of crook lawyers from Hope, Arkansas, that make this guy look like a piker. But because they are leaders in the Democratic Party, they go untouched. That's a text. And good morning, Brian. Don't forget the Board of Trustees meeting at Ohio State about Urban Meyer. Yeah, there's uh, we may be uh, keeping a closer eye on that today as we work our way through the morning, because that is going to come out. That's got to come to a head here and be resolved because uh, we've got game week next week. All right, 924 here at DWS. Let's take a break. Back with more. Penny for your thoughts. News Talk 1400 DWS back after this. 
Back on Penny for your thoughts. News Talk 1400 DWS. Glad to be with you today. 928 here at DWS. Uh, headed for the news headlines at the bottom of the hour. We will talk uh, Gibson Area Hospital coming up for the first part of the second hour and then back to the open line time. Don't know if you saw the front page of the News Gazette today here at News Gazette Media, but uh, Governor Bruce Rauner was accepting a, a box of pizza from Bob Monte over at Papa Dell's. The governor was there yesterday. Governor Rauner says he was taking a hands-off approach about the use of $500 million in state money for U of I New Illinois Innovation Network, but he expects a significant portion will stay in the Champaign-Urbana-Champaign campus. Lawmakers and local stakeholders have been pressing the U of I for details on the project, including how many resources will stay local. The uh, governor, during a stop in Champaign yesterday, reiterated that uh, IIN is a U of I project. He didn't say how much of the $500 million he expects the U of I to invest here, but Chancellor Robert Jones was there yesterday, said he appreciated the governor's approach on that. We certainly have a major role to play in the implementation and bringing about the great vision of the DPI. And, uh, you know, we're working our way to that number that everybody is looking for, but we're not quite there yet. But let's just say, as President Colleen has said um, uh, most recently and since this conversation started, uh, you know, the University of Illinois Urbana-Champlain plays uh, very much an anchor role in the DPI. U of I's uh, Illinois Innovation Network aims to create hubs across the state, including the uh, to-be-built Discovery Partners Institute in Chicago. Meanwhile, the uh, U of I also says it's all in on a pair of higher education bills. The governor signed uh, yesterday both uh, plans designed to keep in-state students from leaving the land of Lincoln for college. One law pumping $25 million into state money, in-state money, to a merit-based scholarship program. Uh, Chapin Rose worked on those bills and says the task force will look at privacy concerns there. We will find the money for it because it's uh, merit-based scholarship and student support has always been one of our top priorities. So it's really exciting to get some support from the state to help us, uh, you know, do, be more effective in keeping some of the best uh, students here in the state of Illinois. So those are some of the uh, comments yesterday. Chancellor Robert Jones over at uh, Papa Dell's I mentioned Chapin Rose was there. The governor was there. And he walked out with a box of pizza. So that was an interesting photo there. And you can check all that out in the News Gazette today. All right, we'll talk a little more about uh, Hawaii preparing for a, a hurricane that is uh, approaching the Hawaiian islands out there. We'll keep an eye on that. And also California mulling limits to drinks offered to children in restaurants. That story coming up in a little bit. Gibson Area Health after the news at 10. More open line conversation as well. We can talk Trump if you want, but if there's something else you want to talk about, you can go a different direction too, and you can do that verbally on the phone, text, or email today. A lot of news out there, a lot of things to talk about. Trying to navigate our way through downtown Champaign with all the construction. That's been a an issue as well here, uh, just for those of us who work downtown. So that's been interesting. All of that and more coming up as we continue on Penny for Your Thoughts. Michael Kaiser now with the news. A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart continues on News Talk 1400 WDWS. You can reach out to us on the phone at 217-356-9397. Email talk at WDWS.com or text on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357. 
Welcome back. Penny, for your thoughts. 937 here at News Talk 1400 DWS. Glad you're with us on a Penny for Your Thoughts. Boy, what a beautiful day out there. And perfect day for the Lou Henson Rebounders golf outing. I'll be out at that later today. Basketball schedule, a Big Ten schedule came out yesterday. Illinois will be playing Ohio State in the uh, at the United Center in Chicago. That'll be coming up on December 5th. And also they'll be playing at Lincoln, Nebraska. I think it's December 2nd. So there's a whole list of all the games in the uh, News Gazette sports page today. You can check that out. 3569397. Lines are full. Let's go back to the phones. Hey, Dave, good morning. Hey, good morning. Um, I called yesterday um, and talked about, uh, you know, Kaepernick maybe going to and bring some of his buddies into the neighborhoods in Chicago where we're losing all these this, these young black people losing all that that potential talent my you know have we lost a Martin Luther King if we lost a Willie Mays or something like that and I think I um, I used the word civilized people and I uh, I think there was a gentleman that took exception to that and I would apologize but I didn't mean it as a pejorative in any way shape or form I don't think any any reasonable person can say that um, living in those in those areas where all these killings are going on is is civilized. But what what bothered me a little bit about his response was that he took exception to black kids coming into a stadium and being around white men drinking beer. Uh, was it uh, because they were white? Because he's drinking beer? I, I, that disappoints me. Yeah, I'm a I'm a white man, and I drink too much of my beer, especially listening out in the backyard, listening to Jack Buck and Harry Carey. But you know, it was just thinking out of the box, trying to do something to help them versus mm-hmm. sitting back and throwing verbal insults. I still think it'd be a good idea to do something at ground level. Um, but anyway, there was no. No racial overtones, in any way, shape, or form, attended to that to that gentleman. Yeah, and I and, and I, I appreciate that, Dave. Thank you. And I and I knew that was the case. Um, but I also uh, and I can tell listeners uh, that you know, having worked a little bit around professional baseball for many years, there's a lot of uh, athletes doing a lot of really good things in a lot of really tough communities, and there's a there, it's not unusual for. Um, and I'm trying to think. There was um, Mo Vaughn out in in Anaheim. There were others when I was out there that would purchase blocks of seats for maybe inner city kids to give them a chance to come to a baseball game that they couldn't otherwise afford to go. Their families couldn't afford to go. Um, I know working with Willie Comer, Youth for Christ here in town, the different things he tries to expose uh, young African American men to. Uh, as he's an African-American pastor, works with it to expose them to, takes them to Chicago to a college job fair, uh, takes them to different events to just expo- to see that there's life beyond the the gangs and beyond the, the, the things that might be occurring in their particular neighborhood and expose them to um, a bigger world out there. And I think that, I know that's kind of what Dave was referring to uh, in that sense. And I've seen professional athletes do that. And I tell you what, professional athletes get a bad rap in a lot of cases you just hear about the negative and there is so much i can tell you having worked at that level there is so many a list of great things being done by these athletes 
that oftentimes just gets missed because, you know, news is bad news. You know, we don't focus enough on the good news. And there's a lot of it going on every day that gets missed. So um, appreciate the phone call, Dave. Thank you. We go from one Dave to the other. Hi, Dave. <laughs> hey, Brian. Um, I almost called you Dave. Um, <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I, you know, I, I wanted to, uh, I know, I think, I think you were you were on last week, and you had Tom Kasich on about the uh, that editorial. Mm-hmm. And I, was, did Don just mention that a little bit um, about that editorial that, that I think, they all put out? I, yeah, he was referring to that one in Nationwide. I think there were 350 editorials. Yeah. So you know, and I, I've been thinking about this and, and wanting to call in and, and just kind of express it. And maybe I'll just try to talk it out. I didn't know how to to quite say it. I'll try to keep it concise though. But basically, my thing is is like you know, do, do facts have feelings? You know, does, does news have feelings? If a reporter is reporting facts and, and the news, what, what does it matter what somebody's opinion about that is? You just continue to do your job. I mean, I would think that that would be like, kind of like journalism 101 is you report the facts and, and then the, the readers can kind of, you know, disseminate that information and, and figure out what that means. And then the reader is the one who gets to have feelings about that, whether it affects them positively, negatively, inspires them to do something about it. But for a newspaper to be so fun, and especially the News Gazette, which is supposed to be free, independent, all the, all the newspapers say they're free and independent press. But this coordinated effort by the 350 newspapers across the country to to put out this letter on the same day shows exactly what and rush kind of talked about that after uh that that same day and i was like oh my gosh this is exactly what i was thinking it it really just shows this coordinated effort amongst all the media that they're and even our news gazette which i doubt hits the oval office desk every morning at you know trump's not talking about us and it, and it really we shouldn't be offended by things that he does because News Gazette is our one outlet, main outlet to get local and state news. And so for the editorial staff at News Gazette to feel that they needed to do this and publish a letter too is just more of a, uh, like, what do they feel bad about? Like, it's mm-hmm. not like Trump's talking about News Gazette. He's talking about CNN, MSNBC, CBS, ABC, the big news networks that are essentially opinion, you know, mm-hmm. their opinion shows, not not news as much. And so anyways, that's it's when people conflate opinion and news and why would we ever be offended by anything if unless unless people are scared that their opinions are being attacked because it's actually they're they're trying to pawn it off as news. Yeah, I can tell you I took journalism as a minor. I was a broadcast major but a journalism minor and and the thing they taught us was as you work on a story you look at you you try to present both sides within the story. Person A says this is the way it happened. Person B says this is the way it happened. Here's the you know whether it was a car accident or a you know whatever the story is and you you know whether it's a political story or you know somebody's running for mayor or whatever you try to allow both sides to have a say within that story to say okay this happened but the other side says this really happened. And then you kind of, as you said, you let the reader decide, well, you know, I'm going to, it's interesting that here's both sides and I'll kind of make up my own mind as I go along. I think that, right. and, I, and that's the way it should be. Um, and I think at the national level, though, and I think it's because of all the 
24-7 news cycle and the constant panels and the right. constant debates. It just right. gets drilled day after day after day. Um, it, you know, it just takes on the form of a, of a, I don't know what, I can't even watch it anymore. I mean, it just makes me sick. Right. Because there's nothing, me neither. Yeah, there's nothing being accomplished by that. And I think, I think you're right. I think that's what the president is aiming for. You know, on the other side of that, I think what the local papers and the people that cover the courts and the city councils and whatever, you know, and may, maybe they're over worried about it. I don't know. But I think their idea was to remind people in general that, hey, there's great work going on every day. There's fair, objective reporting going on. And please, Mr. President, don't lump us all in that same bucket. Now, whether that was effective right. or not or whether that should have shouldn't have been done, I mean, that's, you know, that you can have an opinion on that. But that's kind of. I think where ed- opinion editorial writers were at that day. So, so doesn't it doesn't isn't it kind of insulting to the readers? Then aren't they kind of insulting their readers that they can't figure out what the president is talking about versus like, yeah, you know, reporting, you know, uh, Tim Mitchell reporting on local news that's obviously uh, going to be unaffected by national stuff. It, and my last thing, real quick, is just mm-hmm. what what is the how, how did the News Gazette even know that? that day was going to be the day that all the papers put it out unless they were all coordinated together. Like did one news organization send out an email to all the editors across the country? Like how did that even happen that they were all coordinated on the same day? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. You know, I don't think there's any orders coming down from on high. I'm, I'm guessing it just, the word was put out that, uh, you know, newspapers were may- maybe some, some of the standing together and protesting. See, yeah. Doesn't that seem like there's orders coming from somewhere up above yeah. and, and people would think that anyway? Yeah. Well, thanks, yeah, Brian. where they come from, I don't know. But uh, anyway, thank you, Dave. Yep. Thanks. You bet. Thank you. Uh, Nine forty seven. OK, we have Dave number one, Dave number two. And I think we have Dave number three. Dave. Hello, Dave. Hey. Hey. Hey, good morning, Brian. How are you? Um, three, three in a row. How about that? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I stuff I, this morning, so let's let's balance it out with a little light sports trivia. Yes. Um, the last five games, the Chicago Cubs have scored one run in each of the games from a single home run. So, it, yeah, isn't that remarkable? Yeah, I don't. The, 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 where is their offense gone? <laughs> Good question. Yeah, three days in a row, five home runs in a row. Yeah, it, that's that's got to be a statistical oddity from from way long ago. I don't even know when the last time that happened. Okay, I, I can't recall it myself. I thought maybe you would know with all your <laughs> um, broadcast experience. Yeah, I, all right. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Yeah, I don't know if I've. Uh, I'm trying to recall. When I've seen a stretch like that. Now, one thing I have seen is a two-hour baseball game. <clears throat> I did call a two-hour. No, I called a one-hour baseball game. One-hour baseball game one time. I can tell you about that, too, another day. Uh, 948, the game was played under protest, by the way. That's why it was so uh, short. Yeah, one hour. Let's see, another text in says, I find it unusual that Urban Meyer is being accused of about the same thing as Ohio Representative Jim Jordan, who also attended Ohio State. Jordan has been leading the investigation of wrongdoing by the heads of the FBI and DOJ. 
why in the world would a wire transfer have been used to transfer hush money when there are perfectly good large pieces of luggage around and people are more than willing to carry it? <laughs> a la Judith Campbell, Exner, the mob, and the Kennedys. All right, that's a text in. And let's see here. Let the people know the truth and the country is safe. That is from Abraham Lincoln. 949 here at DWS. Lines are full. And Richard, good morning. Good morning, Brian. Well, we've had quite a bit of political talk. I want to throw a religious perspective out uh, yes. regarding what has happened with the administration. Um, but I want to ask you a quick question. Do you know the qualifications of a Pharisee? Qualifications of a Pharisee. Well, they had to study the law. Yes. And they had to study it at a very high level. They basically uh, memorized it in their head. Uh-huh. And, um, and one, one more point. One more point is uh, they, they were... They had to be publicly blameless. Yes. Uh, Paul talks about that in Philippians chapter 3. Um, you know, Tiny and uh, Don called in, and they're not going to uh, diminish support for Trump. And, and I'm in that ballpark, too. But I, I'm thinking, Brian, there are a lot of Democrats who may see that and go, yeah, he's as corrupt as any of them. Um, a woman caught in adultery in John 8 was brought to Jesus, and they wanted to stone, They wanted Jesus to condemn her. And it's interesting that uh, there were Pharisees in the group. It says Jesus stooped down and began to write with his finger in the dust. Now, it doesn't say what he wrote, but it does say that one by one, starting with the eldest, they left. Because Jesus said, well, whoever's without blame, let him be the first to cast a stone. Apparently, these Pharisees, who had a good public reputation, had secret sins in their life that Jesus knew about. And I, I just want to say, anybody in politics is probably, you know, he's got something on his hands, and... <laughs> Trump is doing very good things for our country, and uh, I, I think he deserves another four years, regardless of what it looks like. And it, it, it does look bad, Brian. Well, it's what you said. You said about what did Christ say? He is without sin. Let him cast the first stone. Yeah. And they all dropped yeah. their stones and walked away. So. Yeah. That was... Well, it's starting with the oldest, and I would say that would be Nancy Pelosi, and in our state that would be Michael Madigan, you know. Hey, Richard, thanks for the call today. Oh, okay, Brian. Great Bye. to hear from you. Henry and Ted, you're next. Back in a moment here as i got to get this break in. Back after this. All right, 9.55. Get to a couple of callers here. Texter says, I think it was the Boston Globe that started the editorial day. And I saw this, a California bill seeking to limit restaurants serving children to serving children, water or unflavored milk with their meals, past the assembly in Sacramento this week, it's now making its way to Governor Jerry Brown's desk. The bill aimed at combating childhood obesity would not preclude children or parents from ordering alternatives, however. If the governor signs the bill into law, California would be the first state to have such a law. Some parents, are, though, are balking at the idea of state intervention into their parenting. All right, Henry, good morning. Morning, Brian. How are you? Uh, fine, how are you? Good. Uh, interesting conversations. Um, 
Oh, one thing's getting buried in all this, and I want to come back to it real quick before I'm off, is uh, the Molly Tibbetts story of the young lady that was murdered by an illegal alien. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's getting real short shrift with, with this news cycle right now. Uh, I'd like to come back to that real quick. But have you ever heard of a man named William Benny or uh, or even William Campbell, those two gentlemen? Have you ever heard of those two people? Mm, I don't think so. Yeah, William Benny is a former NSA technical director, and he's retired now. That's why he's former. Uh, anyway, he uh, he's on a circuit now. Uh, he's a whistleblower, and he's saying that the intelligence community, that they lie to one another, they lie to the American people, they lie to Congress, they lie to the president, and right now they're lying against the president. And he's talking about people like John Brennan, Eric Clapper, James Comey, and Peter Strzok and the rest mm-hmm. of that cabal. And uh, that's William Briney, you can, or Benny, I'm sorry, you can look that up. Mm-hmm. On and also, William Campbell was an FBI informant that was in the Uranium One uh, scandal or involved in it, and that he was uh, an actual FBI informant that was placed in that whole thing. And he had observed uh, all kind of uh, crimes like uh, bribes, kickbacks, extortion, influence peddling to get that thing passed. Now. That had to do with, uh, even though there's a lot of controversy about it, uh, with uh, who controls 20% of America's uranium. And mm-hmm. it turns out in the end it was uh, probably the Russians. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, what's interesting in that is uh, the FBI director at the time, who uh, and this was his man, uh, was Robert Mueller. And they ignored what he was saying. And it is true that there was a lot of bribes and kickbacks and extortion and influence peddling involved in that, and that story is still ongoing. But uh, the last thing here before I get to Molly is uh, Lanny Davis. I mean, anybody that's known politics since the era of the Clintons knows who Lanny Davis is. He's the Clinton hack and confidant. Where does he end up? He ends up as a lawyer for William Cohen. That man, and I'm going to say this before Rush or anybody else can say it, so I'm not accused of parroting them. He has been weaponized and turned as a missile against the president because uh, the question now is whose money did he use? Was it campaign money? Because that's what they're going to try to get the president on is campaign finance, uh, illegalities of some sort. Or was was it campaign money or was it the retainer fees that he was keeping uh, from uh, Trump as Mm -hmm. his lawyer? Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so that's going to have to be resolved at some point. But uh, my attitude about Cohen is that he is an a, a utter uh, rat fink who basically flushed the whole lawyer-client privilege right down the toilet of those who are, are you know, out after Trump. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. I, you know, mm-hmm. whether, they, whether he did it or not, I mean, let's let the justice system figure that out. But uh, yeah. once again, you know, who's behind a lot of this? It's Lanny Davis, the lawyer of William Cohen, and then he pleased the way that he did. Yeah. Hey, uh, Hank I, or, or Henry, I've got to get to the news oh, here, but okay. yeah, but but thank you. Thank you, Brian. I Bye. appreciate it. All right, we've got about twenty seconds here, Tim. If you want to call me back uh, after we get to the bottom of the next hour, you can certainly do that. Yeah, Lanny Davis, everybody knows Lanny, uh, but it's not uncommon for uh, lawyers. They work for whoever. Robert Bennett was an attorney in Washington, D.C. that kind of worked on both sides of the aisle. You thought, wow, he's representing him? Oh, I didn't know that. So it's not totally uncommon, just mentioning that. WDWS Champaign-Urbana, the news is next. 
It's the second hour of A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 WDWS. You can reach out to us on the phone at 217-356-9397. Email talk at WDWS.com or text on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357. Now, here's Brian Barnhart. Welcome back. Hour number two of Penny for Your Thoughts, News Talk 1400 DWS, with you every day 9 to 11. Busy show today, good first hour, a lot of good conversation, uh, a lot of political news, of course, but some other uh, topics as well. The great stat about the Cubs and their inability to score runs. One run, what is it, four or five games in a row now that they've had trouble. So we got into that a little bit. Those were all good open line topics. We'll go back to the open line here at the bottom of the hour after the news with Michael Kaiser at 1030. want to tell you real quick that college is closer than you think, whether sending your child to college next year in 18 years, celebrate National College Saving Month with Busey Wealth Management. Their experienced advisors will explain your savings options. Now's the perfect time to save. Of course, tuition and fees are up. The average yearly cost fees of public two-year college in-district is 3570 Public four-year college in-state is uh, almost $10,000. And Busey's experts uh, give you some simple steps. Save early and often. Open a college savings account like a 529 savings account. Make saving automatic. Ask your bank to automatically move money so you don't have to think about it. You won't miss it, by the way. Increase the amount you save each year. This will keep your, uh, help your savings keep up with the college tuition inflation rate. And when you set a goal, they say to stick to it. Decide how much you want to save. Find out how long it will take you. Choose a college savings plan that matches your priorities from 529 savings, or prepaid tuition plans to custodial accounts, gifting, or other tax advantage strategies, to name a few. Invest in your child's future today with Busey. For a savings strategy for your family, visit Busey.com or stop by one of their many convenient locations. All right, uh, going to have a uh, couple of guests here with us real quickly before we uh, remind you that we'll start again with open line at the bottom of the hour, 10-12. Mike Minier is the chief compliance officer for Gibson Area Hospital. He is here. How Good are morning. you, Mike? Good to see awesome. you. Awesome. Great to be here. Yeah. Thank you. And that name is familiar to sports fans, right, because your son. Yeah, my son had a pretty good uh, run at Gibson uh, Melvin Sibley High School mm-hmm. back uh, two years ago, their senior year, uh, 2015. Now at Army West Point on the team there. So, yeah. yeah. So you get to a few Army-Navy games? Been to, been to two so far. He's yeah. a, starting his junior season, so he went to the last two games. Both games came down to the wire. Exciting game to be at. P- people say it's the bucket list game. Um, bigger than a World Series, bigger than a Super Bowl, bigger than things like that. And it's It's exciting. I've heard that because people, before I started doing the games here at Illinois, people say you got to get to the Illinois-Missouri game. you got to see it in person. It's one thing to see it on TV or hear it on the radio, but when you go in person, it's a different animal altogether. You're saying that's the case with the Army-Navy game. It is. It's all the pageantry. It's, it's the people in uniform, a lot of the citizens, the patriotism, uh, um, appreciating the men in uniform, the Navy, the Army, the, all the, the cadets come. They bust them all there. They have to be there. They're in the, in the stands on either side going back and forth, doing their chants and taunting each other. You know, the players are, are enemies for the day, but they're brothers after the game because they yeah. fight together. So that's the special part of it. How long have you been at Gibson Area Hospital? 
I've been there over 12 years. Yeah. And so what do you do day-to-day? When you say compliance, what is So day-to-day compliance is basically the regulations and rules with Medicare and Medicaid. There's, mm-hmm. there's a lot of policies and procedures and a lot of rules that you have to follow in healthcare. Mm-hmm. I also have a, a second hat I wear there, which is the administrative report for marketing. And so mm-hmm. that's what brings us here today to talk mm-hmm. about some of the things we're doing in our, in our communities. So I, I do both of those things there. And Renee Sear is with us. Hello, to, to observe and talk a little bit. How are you doing? Good, thank Good. you. Good. You can get a little closer there to the mic, okay. and so we Sorry can hear you. Yeah, you know, like on TV, want to see you, want to hear you. So, it's, how long you been with uh, Gibson? Area I've Hospital? been with Gibson Area Hospital for five years. Yeah. So uh, you both enjoy working there. It's it's kind of an, a growing hospital, right? Yes. Right. Uh, we are always adding services. We're always adding providers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're winning awards for our customer service and for our care that we we give. Mm-hmm. So. There's a lot of communities that need health care that are kind of landlocked and have nowhere else to turn. And we are very willing and able and have good strategic vision from our board of directors and our CEO, Rob Schmidt, to go out to those communities and put a clinic in. And so they have options. Mm-hmm. And based in Gibson City, right? Correct. The hospital mm-hmm. is one location, single, standalone, not part of a system, just Gibson Area Hospital in Gibson City. Mm-hmm. And do you try, is there a reason why, when did it start in Gibson City? How long has it been there? Oh, I'd say, I want to say the groundbreaking was like 1952, 1953, mm-hmm. somewhere in that range. It's been there, you know, it's close to 70 years now. Mm-hmm. And recently you expanded to Muhammad. Correct. Tell, tell us about that a little bit. Why, why Muhammad and uh, why the expansion there? Sure, I'd love to. So we opened up a clinic in Muhammad, I'm going to say about three years ago or so. And it kind of blossomed from the idea of orthopedic surgery with the age of baby boomers increasing is a a service line that's not having a demand met. Mm -hmm. And so at the same time that we were recognizing that, we also saw that Dr. Chris Dangles um, from the Champaign-Urbana area came to work for us. And so it was a natural fit for Dr. Dangles, Laura Brinkley, his assistant, uh, to have a clinic in Muhammad to draw from that Champaign County uh, need that was there for orthopedics and his following for 20 plus years in the area it was a it was an easy decision to make mm-hmm. so that's so, why we initially went there yeah so the orthopedics kind of the focus the reason why yeah that's would, that's what started the whole ball mm-hmm. rolling with that clinic and mm-hmm. as it's turned out we've expanded now and we've added on the building uh, that's there and so we offer many more services as well but that was the initial timeline of why we went to Muhammad mm-hmm. to begin with yeah, and a lot of people might say, well, you know, you, the, the company, the hospital is based in Gibson City and you're expanding to Muhammad. We also have big hospitals here in town mm-hmm. that meet a lot of needs every day, too. So how do, how do you plug in and, and meet need? I mean, do you, I don't know, compete's not the right word, but how do you, what do you add to what they are already doing? Or not that's doing? a good question. So orthopedics, and specifically, since that's what we're talking about, mm-hmm. is is not a general term. There's a lot of things that go with that. There's back, there's knee, there's hip, there's shoulder, there's you know carpal tunnel. There's all kinds of things that fall into orthopedic surgery. And it's not just broken bones and fractures. It's hip replacements. And so when you're talking about a hip replacement, you're talking about the implants that you use, the kind that you use, the technique that you use to take them, take out the old hip, put the new hip in. So there's lots of different ways that happens. And with maybe five to ten orthopedic surgeons in the whole Champaign County area, not, there's enough business to go around. It's not really that, it's not trying to take competition or take business from someone else. It's just 
healthcare is a personal relationship. Mm-hmm. And so when you, you meet the doctor that you're going to have your surgery with, either you, you click or you don't, and you like their technique or you don't, or the awards they've won and, and the, the successes they've had with after the surgeries. So it's a personal decision. And so I think everybody has their, their own personal decision mm-hmm. to make when they meet that doctor and what they do and what they're, they're good at. Mm-hmm. Again, we're visiting with Mike Minier. He's the chief compliance officer, also uh, oversees different areas in regards to marketing and so forth. Renee Sear is here as well. Uh, talk about some of the other things you have at the facility, the women's health, behavior studies, and so forth. Either one of you can jump in. Whatever. Sure, I'd, I'd love to do that as well. So I mentioned orthopedic surgery. We also do spine surgery there, which is even a more delicate surgery than just playing orthopedics. So to have a spine specialist is, is pretty special to have. Um, we have family practice. Mm-hmm. So family practice involves everybody from the time you're born until, you know, unfortunately mm-hmm. maybe pass away. But that covers the whole gamut of every age group. And so we have uh, several providers there that offer family practice mm-hmm. services. We have, you mentioned women's health. So we have some providers who specialize in pre and postnatal uh, women's health, which is very important. Mm-hmm. Um, behavioral wellness. So mental health is an issue on the rise that is talked about a lot in the news and finding a place to bring your child or elderly uh, parent, someone like that, for behavioral health services Mm -hmm. is very rare. And there's waiting lists everywhere if you can find one at all. And we're fortunate to have many behavioral health wellness providers in many of our clinics, especially Muhammad. So um, that's a a big key to our our service line. And finally, we have x-ray on site. Mm -hmm. A lot of times you need an x-ray, they write you an order and they send you to the hospital and you wait hours and hours for your x-ray. We have it right there in Muhammad in the clinic. So Mm -hmm. there's no wait there either. And you also work with veterans, correct? Veterans care and so For sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, God bless all the veterans out there, first of all, and I thank them for their service. When it comes to VA care, their closest place is Danville. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're fortunate to have Dr. Ressler who was a VA doctor for about the last 10 years. He joined our organization a year ago. And you may recognize the name. Uh, Frank Ressler was in Champaign-Urbana for many, many years as one of the top family practice physicians and providers in the area. So we feel very lucky to have him. And we accept TRICARE and the other veteran um, administration uh, VA insurance plans. So uh, they're they're, they're ready to take appointments from those VA um, veterans. Mm Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, because that's always the big thing. People talk about insurance and Medicare rates and so forth, and that all is tied in through that. Correct. Uh, we want to make sure that everybody has access to care. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to veterans, we, we cover all their plans that they have. We also, Even if we don't, we work with our patients. We have financial assistance programs that work with our patients. So if you can't afford it, we're not going to turn you away. We still want to provide health care and make it affordable for you and work out plans that 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 help both parties. Mm-hmm. Anything you want to add, Renee, to any of that that we've been talking about or thinking about here? Well, I think that's what makes Gibson Area Hospital's system um, just so unique is that we're in the rural communities providing care where there's no one else. Mm-hmm. And I think that's special. And, you know, as far as orthopedic care, when you have, you know, people who aren't accustomed to driving in cities, they really appreciate coming into Gibson Area Hospital for surgery services mm-hmm. because it's very friendly. It's uh, they can navigate it very easily, um, 
and they really enjoy that that personal mm-hmm. experience. Yeah, orthopedic care, and you, you talked talked on this a little bit earlier. Again, visiting with Mike Minier up at uh, Gibson Area Hospital. Renee Sear is here as well. Uh, as people live longer, you know their limbs, their body parts are giving out, right? I mean, that's it maybe wasn't a problem seventy years ago because people weren't living that long, but. Isn't that kind of where the, the health industry as a whole, not just orthopedics, but because people are living longer, there has to be new technologies, new, new ways to treat things, right? I would, I would say that's accurate. Um, not only are they living longer, I think we're more active. Mm-hmm. I mean, retirement age used to be, you hit 60, 62, you're starting to think about retiring, and that's not the case. I mean, you're going 70s, 80s, some people are still working, and so you're out golfing and playing tennis and going to grandkids' events and... Mm-hmm. You're on the go, and we're all on the go, and we're traveling and ac- going to activities and going to gyms. And I just think you're just healthier, so you are living longer. And if you're doing all those activities, you're probably going to wear something out a little faster than someone who's not doing those things. Yeah. So I think it's kind of a, a double-edged sword there. Yeah. What's the most common is baby boomers have aged, and they've been more active. What's mm-hmm. been the most common injury that they have? Is it knees, ACLs? Actually, or? I think what ends up happening is their their hips just wear out. That's what happens. It's not an injury per se. Sometimes there's a, a hip fracture, but I think, and that's more in, in female. Mm-hmm. Um, but generally speaking, I think hip replacements are just usage, over, over usage in older age that it just wears out. Because mm-hmm. so many times you hear, uh, and unfortunately and I've had it happen in my family too, where someone as they age, and maybe it's because of the, their, their um, genes or maybe the, what they ate or drank when they were growing up, you know, those falls when they break their hips or whatever, it really, I mean, it just is deadly almost. Yeah. It turns out to be. Yeah. It's, 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 it's unfortunate. And it's mostly females as they, mm. as they age, they lose estrogen and estrogen loss mm. is harder on bone fractures and brittleness. And so when you get a little unbalanced and a little older, you may fall more. And then you have a higher probability of breaking something because of that. And so that's where you see a lot of those, those hip replacements and hip injuries. Visiting with representatives today from Gibson Area Hospital, recently expanded into Muhammad. And again, orthopedics a big focus, but they provide some other areas as well, family practice, women's health, behavioral wellness. We talked about the uh, veteran care options as well. Now, the Muhammad Music Festival is this weekend. You guys will be out there? Yes, we will. There's been, it was called the Sangamon River Valley mm-hmm. Fest a few years ago, and we, we first got in on it then. And we've had a display table ever since. So we're going to be on the main street there, right downtown, and we'll have a table and a tent. And we, we, we're very happy to be part of that and donate to that event and be there all day to talk about our health services for Muhammad and answer mm-hmm. questions from everybody. I was going to say, so Renee, uh, will you be out there when, as part of this? I or? believe I will, yes. Yeah, so I, people can come by if they have questions or want to learn more about yes. what... Yes, and I'll, I'm actually going. Uh, my uh, cousin's daughter is going to be singing, so I'm kind oh, of is that exci- right? I'm excited to hear about. Yeah, who's that? Her name is Annalie Pommier. Okay. From Muhammad. Wow. So that'll be good. So just uh, anything else about Gibson area that makes it unique that you guys would would point out and say, hey, you know, there's a lot of hospitals out there, but uh, here's here's what makes us unique. Well, the hospital and the clinic both. I'll start with the clinic. Uh, we're open eight to five, five days a week there. We will take a walk-in patient. So you're a mother and you wake up in the morning and your child isn't feeling well and you have a busy schedule and you, you can't take time off work and drive all the way in the Champagne or wherever else you may go to the doctor. You can go right to Muhammad. They'll take you in. Uh, they'll see your, your child. Uh, no problem. 
Um, we have Saturday hours uh, by appointment for orthopedics, so um, that's an that's an advantage going into mm-hmm. the city, into the bigger town, and trying to get an appointment on a Saturday. That's probably rare to do, so mm-hmm. we we offer that. At Gibson Area Hospital, you know, it's the people that matter, and that's what we say. And our tagline is always Gibson gets it. And people ask, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Well, Gibson gets it means we get it. We get what patients want. We get that you want customer service. We get that you want great care. Uh, we get the whole package. And so that's what we every day try to do. Mm-hmm. And I guess we should remind people, where in Muhammad is it located? So, yeah, in Muhammad, <laughs> we are, yeah, that's good to ask. Uh, we're at right off of 150. So when you're driving down 150 heading towards Champaign, You've got the Fisher State Bank, and you've got the Christie Clinic. And right between there on Patton Drive, it's on a little frontage road there, but right between there is Gibson Health of Muhammad. It's in the corner. There's two dentists in there. There's ATI therapy in there. And we're in there, two offices. Uh, one side's family practice, mental health. One side's ortho. They're connected. So it's all one-stop shopping for you. Mm-hmm. And uh, people should call, I guess, if they have any information. You're on the website and so forth. So Yes, they can call. Uh, we're on the web. Um, the phone number there is 217-586-2633. They're willing and able, ready to make an appointment for you and, and make you better. Yeah. Well, good luck to you guys. We'll see you out there at the Muhammad River Festival. Muhammad Festival. Right. There is no Muhammad River. It's Sangamon River. But it is Muhammad Festival. Uh, Mike Minier, good luck to you and your son. Thank you. Out at Army. And uh, Renee, thanks for being here. Well, I appreciate it. Us. Look for you there. Good luck to you, your niece, right? Yes is singing so good luck there all right well thanks for being with us thanks for having us we appreciate it all right we'll take a quick break back with more news headlines back to the open line segment as well after this and again a reminder of course high school football is coming up what this weekend news gazette will have a uh, special football section coming up tomorrow you can check that out through news gazette media as we get ready for the high schoolers to get underway as well Illini football beginning September 1 against Kent State, as you heard. Corey Swanson's a hands-on owner of uh, the company we've told you about before, Swanson Roofing, the roofing dog, truly a family-owned business. He's a graduate of Rantoul High School, Corey is, and the University of Illinois. Big thing is they guarantee their workmanship for the lifetime of your roof, and the materials they use are guaranteed for 50 years. And they also take responsibility and ownership of every past customer. That's a cornerstone of their business, and they can help you with small repairs. You may not need an entire roof. may just need a you know portion of the roof fixed or maybe some patching done. They can do that, or they can do the big job as well. But I would encourage you to get in now because they're going to start to fill up here as we work our way into the fall, and uh, the wintertime, of course, is not far behind. Swanson Roofing, the roofing dog, provides services in Champaign, Vermilion, Ford, and McLean counties. Hope you'll contact them, 355-ROOF, or visit Swanson Roofing online at theroofingdog.com. One of our great sponsors here on Penny for Your Thoughts. Thanks to our guests from Gibson Area Health, uh, Hospital for uh, being with us, and uh, they work well with the other hospitals in our great community here. We've got so much, uh, I think, great health care coverage uh, by our hospitals here. We appreciate their work and all the others as well. 1032, Michael Kaiser here. Speaking of great work, he's got the uh, headlines, and then we'll come back with more. All right, numbers apply there. We appreciate that. <laughs> Party in the USA is the name of that song, by the way. Three five one five three five seven is the uh, text line. Castle Heating and Cooling text line is how you can join us. And you can email us, talk at wdws.com. 
Appreciate the folks from Gibson uh, Area Hospital checking in with us for a few minutes. Back to the open line time here for the next 20 minutes or so. We'll have uh, open line time tomorrow as well. May try to get an update on that hurricane down near Hawaii tomorrow as well uh, during the course of the show. And we told you about the uh, Mennonite sale down in Arthur. May touch on that a little bit on Friday. And we've got some other things lined up uh, coming up next week. Justice uh, Steigman is going to be back, uh, and he's going to talk about uh, the issues where he's been in the news here a little bit lately. We have some uh, news on him, had some news on him last week. So he's going to talk about those and address that in the middle of next week. I think Jim Dye will be back on vacation, from vacation. We'll have him on, and we've got some folks from Health Alliance lined up a little later on next month. His enrollment comes up on the 1st of October. And I'm working on several other things as we speak, in addition to getting ready for football. So we're going to see how the uh, balance works here between this show and football and then basketball, which uh, if you didn't see it, the News Gazette had the list of games, the uh, Big Ten schedule, uh, all of the games for Illinois. Got a pretty hefty schedule of uh, teams. The Illini basketball team will be playing this year. Of course, they'll be out in Maui, which uh, some consider the toughest field they've ever had in Maui. Illinois will be out there Thanksgiving week. Got the game with Georgetown, the game at Notre Dame. And they just announced yesterday the Illinois-Ohio State game at the United Center in Chicago. This will That game, by the way, in case you're not following all that close but are aware of the United Center game, for years it's been opponents. Uh, early on it was Duke. Arkansas was in there. Arizona was in there. There was usually a non-conference game that you would play, and then you would return the game somewhere else, either in that uh, particular uh, city or uh, campus or in a neighboring city. Like we play Gonzaga in Chicago, but also play them in Seattle. But those games right now, at least for uh, right now, are done. And so they're looking to keep that game at the United Center in Chicago. And they've got it as a Big Ten game now because the Big Ten expanded to 20 games, and I think that's uh, that makes sense at this point to do that because what was what was happening is we just had the was it the game with new mexico state and it was a great day to honor lou henson who had coached both programs and i mean it was great all the guard but they were like i think six thousand people there and uh, you know in a twenty thousand seat arena that doesn't work very well so you get some uh, marquee opponents uh, big 10 opponents in there i think it'll uh, it'll add to the atmosphere quite a bit all right to the phones we go to alan good morning alan Morning, Brian. I finally get, uh, get to hear you guys. Usually in July and 1st of August, I can't get you guys very good because uh, I don't know if they down the wattage uh, around the country or what, but I don't get you guys very good in those months. Oh, okay. Did- uh, I feel sorry for the poor old Cup fans. They've only scored one run in the last five games. I, I hope the kid uh, continues to do this because uh, I wonder if they're starting to hear the birds chirp behind them a little bit louder. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what in the world's happened to their offense. I know Bryant has been missing, you know, over the last uh, on and off this year because of injuries. But uh, right now, they're just they can't put anything together. Well, they got Murphy, and he's a pretty good hitter, but he's a mm-hmm. terrible defensive player. Sounds to me like Cubs are starting to panic just a little bit. Well, but we'll see. And, and the Cardinals are a new team, basically. Well, pretty much so. Getting Evans back is not going to hurt hurt him. I don't think it's going to help him a whole lot. But to give him a lefty ready thing with him and Jerko, so that'd Mm -hmm. be pretty good. Yeah. Now it's uh, going to football. 
I got two things we got to have to be successful this year, Brian, and it's pretty obvious. One, we have to have good quarterback play, and I know uh, they're going to probably name somebody number one here before long, mm-hmm. but he's still got to show up during the games. Number two, we have to stay away from injuries. We've been injury prone for the last three years, and if we can't stay away from injuries, we'll have pretty much the same kind of season we had last year. Nope, you're absolutely right. Those are big ones. I think Bush, I've seen him a little bit. Uh, he, he looks good. He looks like a Big Ten quarterback to me. Well, that's fine, except we're only going to have him one year. I was kind of hoping one of the younger guys would uh, take over, but yeah. it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. Well, having seen, him, having, having seen him in person, he's big at 6'4". He can run. He throws a pretty good ball, and uh, he's just he just looks the part. So I, I, well, I like it. I'm just curious as why he couldn't stick with anybody before now. I mean, you know, it didn't seem like he was anywhere very long. Yeah, I think he was third on the depth chart at Nebraska uh, behind their quarterback there that was there for a while. And then he uh, went to junior college at Iowa Western. Then he went to Virginia Tech. And I think he was got beat out by a freshman there uh, and played a few games. But, uh, you know, maybe he's what we need for this year anyway. Well, could be. Maybe he just had bad luck till now. Yep, hope so. He, he looks good to me, though. I think he'll be the starter. You said any more than I have, so I'm going with your word. All right. Thank you, Alan. Yep. Great, great to hear from me. Yeah, he looked pretty good. I was impressed. I think, Cam, I think Cam Thomas will be the backup. That's kind of the way it looks right now. And Of course, they have this new rule now. You can play up to, what, four games and still keep your red shirt or not you know, lose that year. So you could – plug a guy in, get some experience for those young quarterbacks early, and then they'd be done the rest of the year. Or if you're injured late in the year and you hold on to somebody, you could use them four games late. And I think the coaches love that love that new rule. Let's go to uh, Sherry. Good morning, Sherry. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Good. I'm calling about the Urbana Library book sale. Um, it starts It's Thursday night for friends. You pay $10, but... Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. The books are incredibly a dollar for all hardbacks, including $75 coffee book and uh, table books, and we have children's books. And this is the time to buy all your, your presents for the year, whether it's birthdays, anniversaries, Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever. And a paperback's a three for a book. So they're all just a dollar for the heart, for the big books even. Oh yes, even for the big books wow. and the uh, the paperbacks are three for a dollar, and we have all the bestsellers. People bring in donations um, all year long, and we sort them so you can go to history, biography, computer science, language. The children's books are unbelievable. Um, and then uh, Sunday is half price, um, and then Monday morning until about noonish, we. Give away whatever is there. People can just come in and pick up books. So for anyone complaining the, about uh, not being able to afford books for their kids anymore because they could always come in uh, Monday and pick up whatever's left for free. Yeah, but the good stuff you want to get early. So uh, Thursday. You do. Yeah. And, and really, especially, uh, the, all the latest bestsellers are always there. Uh, this is the time you can actually, and you could give your kids the entire Harry Potter collection of hard books for a buck apiece. 
it's, a, it's just a, a, a lovely, it's a good setting. It's easy to find things. And we hope the, the Champaign-Urbana community really comes out and supports the library. All the money goes to the Urbana Library to uh, either buy books or, or do something with the building. Well, very good, Sharon. That starts Thursday night, you said. Starts Thursday night. Thursday night, you, you can become a friend and uh, you pay $10. And really what we have Thursday night is you get um, booksellers from all over the Midwest come in because they say that our, our sale is probably the best for the kind of books they're looking for to sell online. Or in some of them, uh, there's one gentleman who comes in from, um, I think, West Lafayette who has a science fiction bookstore. And uh, they come in and they... They're the ones who, I mean, they come in and spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars uh, and come in with their trucks or vans and uh, take the books back. But when I look, this is Thursday night, and when I come in on Friday to work at the sale, it still looks as if nothing's been taken. Hmm. So that's how many books we have, even though the, the booksellers come in on uh, Thursday night. Oh, sure. So what time Thursday night? Uh, Thursday night starts at 5 o'clock, and it's $10 to become a friend of the library. And uh, the rest on uh, Friday is 9 o'clock to 8 o'clock. And Sunday, I think, is uh, uh, Saturday is noon to 5 and then noon to 4. Um, on Saturday is noon to what, the 6 o'clock rope. Yeah. Hmm. And then uh, noon to 5 on Sunday and Monday morning at 9 o'clock. Come in and kick through and just take bring a bag. We have bags for you. You can... We we recycle anything that's left. Nothing is dumped, but we would rather it were in the hands of people who love to read in Champaign or Pena. Well, thank you, Sherry. That's great information. I appreciate that. Well, go Illini. Yeah, go. <laughs> it's coming up, isn't it? It sure is, and I'm excited. I, I was really happy to hear uh, what Howard Griffith said the other day. Um, uh, he was asked, uh, I think, on the 5 o'clock sports show what his impression was uh, as the Big Ten was going around uh, to all the schools, and he said he was really pleasantly surprised watching our offensive coordinator. Hmm. And I've wanted a new offensive coordinator for years, Hmm. Um, and I'm sure that, you know, the people heard him comment that he was impressed with the way he spoke to the kids and the kids responded to him, and it was very unexpected, and he thought it would make a huge difference this year, especially he hoped it would. Yep, I think you're right. Thank you, Sherry. Okay, take care. Have a good day. You bet. Yep, thank you. And Ted, hi, Ted. Good morning. Good morning. I always uh, think of the Cheech and Chong skit. Uh, Dave, whenever I hear the name Dave on there, Cheech and Chong had a skit. Dave's not home. On so forth, funny as yeah. that. My cousin, my cousin, my, my cousin Dave came to visit us a couple of times. We were showing sheep, and my dad got us all green shirts with our name on the front. And I had my name Brian and my brother Tim, and then my cousin Dave. And so every time I hear Dave, the guys that were doing all the games, hey, you know, hey, Dave, come over here. Hey, Dave, come throw the water balloon. Hey, Dave. And so that's what I always remember when I hear Dave. I'm. I miss your uncle. Has he called in lately, Uncle Will? He has not called in, but that's his father, yes. Okay, yeah. Yeah, bring him on sometime. Yeah. But real quick, and I'm going to do a dom to you. Um, I hear you taking your daughters to college. And just give a quick scenario. Just say you don't take your daughter, daughters to college. Say you take away their hope, motivation, ambition. 
and just you continue to buy them clothes and say you don't have to move out and they turn 20 and they turn 30 and they turn 40. What do you think you're doing for your daughters should that scenario be true? Well, you're not helping and, them. Uh, you're not helping them. Well, yeah. I'm working in the hood. We call it the hood. It's a rough part of town, Bloomington. And I talk to people all the time. They're walking by me. I usually see two or three altercations a day. I just saw one. Ugly altercations. But I knew as soon as, I think his name was Dave, used the word incivil, incivility, I knew a liberal was going to call in. I knew it. I said, you just screwed up. That's all the liberals have is to call you a racist whenever you hit them in the face. And I don't agree with calling a black person incivil. But when you put a person in the neighborhood, give him welfare, give him cheap rent, give him food, and then throw in a bunch of drugs into that neighborhood and a bunch of high-interest loans, you're killing them. And FDR started welfare, and I tell my African-American friends, welfare is the new form of slavery. They own you. They own you. You are owned by the liberals. And whenever Greg called in and started running his mouth, I just thought, they're the one that created this monster. You created these people, and they're God's children, and I associate and deal with them all the time. And a liberal party is what created this monster. You are not helping a person when you're giving them cheap rent, cheap food and throwing drugs and high-interest loans in that neighborhood. You are killing them, and they know it. So as far as to Greg, you created this monster, and they aren't uncivil. They're just living minute to minute. These people are, and I'm not a racist, and neither was Dave when he said it. Hey, Ted, i got to go, but thank you. Thank you. Appreciate the phone call. Three five six nine three nine seven. I do talk with uh, Willie Comer a lot. I mentioned where Willie's a friend of mine, and he he kind of updates me on what uh, helping young people, uh, particularly in really tough situations, to see beyond what they are living in now, that there is a bigger world out there. And I think I mentioned this earlier, and uh, it's just been very educational for me to learn the reasons how people get into that situation, how we can help them out, how they can help themselves out. And uh, it's a tough battle every day. All right, back in a moment. All right, you heard about our People's Choice Awards. Winner in the electrician department was MX Electric. Max, MX Electric, works on both residential and commercial projects. Free estimate is always given before they begin any project. They have over 15 years of experience, so he has seen about everything. And uh, to MX Electric, it's never that bad. You may think, man, this is unsolvable. Well, they can fix it. Remember to relax and call Max. Actually, it's Nikita who you will talk to first. She'll get you lined up with Max. They do remodels as well as new construction, inspection correction, free estimates there, panel upgrades. Maybe you just need a TV installed. Like, I don't know, there's all these wires, a DVR. I don't know how to do that. Well, call Max at MX Electric. And uh, ceiling fans, bulb chains-outs, retrofits. My dad uh, used his services, and he has the Tom Barnard recommendation. So, I mean, that's even bigger than the people's choice, maybe. But, yes, he did win the electrician division of MX Electric, uh, winning that, and we hope you'll give them a call. 359-7293. Uh, I've got uh, another minute or two here. Let's go to Jim. Good morning, Jim. Good morning, Brian. What a beautiful morning. Oh, it's great, it's isn't it? fabulous. Yeah. It is. Uh, I know we're short on time. I'll speed things up. Uh, California was the first state to outlaw straws. Uh, now they're looking at... Uh, 
disposable contact lenses. Uh, their government is looking into, I guess, not ultimately keeping people from drinking too much soda drinks, et cetera. But, uh, you know, they talked about the legislation in the news all morning long mm -hmm. that's proposed. Uh, the government has no place being a parent to kids or being a parent to the adults when it comes to eating, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, that's my humble opinion. And uh, it's really an overreach on their part. Kids need more exercise. That's what's lacking. Uh, the food choices are probably not good, but the kids are not getting exercise like our your mind's mm -hmm. generation right. and some of the kids that were 20, 30 years behind us. They're sitting in front of TVs. They're playing video games. They're not getting out. Uh, they don't even walk to and from school anymore, which I I did almost a mile each way and uphill both ways, you know what I'd say. <laughs> but, uh, and then real quickly on the Molly Tibbetts, yet mm -hmm. another illegal alien has murdered another U.S. citizen. He passed a background check with his employer. He showed false documents to him. The employer feels really bad. Uh, plastic pack here in town had 11 people give them the same social security number they happened to catch it a, about a year ago in their uh, payroll department so all these people are showing illinois state driver's licenses and we're showing the same social security number to the same employer in order to get hired and I, i'm telling you there is a problem and uh, all the bleeding hearts that just want to let everybody cross that border and keep coming in droves, uh, I still say you're wrong. Let yeah. them come here legally. Let them do it right. Hey, Jim, thanks for the call. Thank you. All right, a break and back to wrap it up after this on Penny. All right, back on Penny for your thoughts. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for all the phone calls. May talk some more about the California restaurant law a little bit more tomorrow. We'll start it at 9 Thanks to Adam Austin for being our producer today, and we got it all in. Let's go to the news with CBS WDWS, Champaign-Urbana. 